1: Welcome to another episode of the Grit for 60 podcast my name is Connor Farrell you can call me TC and I'm joined from Gainesville we call
0: him Gumby hey everyone uh I'm Brendan also known as TCJ <laughs> do not call me Gumby if you ever meet <laughs> me in person
1: welcome to the Grit for 60 podcast 2015 edition
0: there you go that's 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 a better that's better
1: because Paul Reyes may not believe in lines, but he does believe in the 2015 line. And it shows I believe in the 2015 line. It's real to you and me. I almost considered it the boys are Buzzing edition, But... I, I feel like after watching that performance, it had to be a 2015 line. I thought you
0: were going to say party like it's 2015,
1: but... Ooh, that's a little bit more... A little catchier than 2015 edition. So, what what is it even is partying like it's 2015? Like what was popular? What was what was the most popular music in 2015?
0: I don't know, probably like Taylor Swift or something.
1: when I graduated high school, I graduated in 2015. Wow
0: hotline geez, bling or...
1: holy cow hotline bling
0: is that what oh yeah and the weekend is i'm, so, I'm like... sorry don't no, you the, the weekend oh yeah well, I,
1: I can't feel my face when i'm with you but i love it
0: also uh... Upt- uptown funk
1: oh geez is that really mm-hmm. Oh geez, 2015 was good for music. I'm not a punk music guy, but those are some jams. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Number two I'll, on I'll, number two on Billboard's chart was uh, Ed Sheeran as well.
1: You know, if if partying like it's 2015 means a little bit of Uptown Funk and a little bit of the weekend, I'll even throw Hotline Bling in there. That's a good time. You know.
0: Yeah, the problem though is that I scroll down to number 8 and I find Watch Me by Silent O and I would rather not be reminded of that entire thing.
1: Well, okay. Just stick to the good stuff. Like, ignore Selena Gomez. Uh, You don't really need Luke Bryan. Forget bad Fallout Boy. You know, like Fall Out Boy after like 2010 is probably not a good time in my opinion. Oh, and the Chainsmokers. See, this is why I'm saying I'm I'm not a pop music fan, but you know, sometimes there are jams. Um, <laughs> Getting back to what we need. Do you have Gr- any more t- hot takes about popular music in 2015?
0: Grip Per 60, the pop culture podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, the anti-pop culture podcast.
0: I, I mean, listen. Which, which
1: one of us is the pop culture guru and out of the two of us?
0: Listen, it was a year where the 28th most popular song, according to Billboard, was all about that bass. Like, is that, is that a good year? Probably not. <laughs> you said 28th. Yeah, but that's still like, I don't know, 100 spots too high.
1: 2015 was a good year for me, man. And apparently a good year for Jeff's Jets drafting
0: so far. It's not, it's not blow it, but hey, I look. mean, yeah, that, that threesome night of Jansen Harkins, uh, Jack Roslevic, and Nick Allers was, was good.
1: I think Roslevic has been good all season and now suddenly Harkins uh, and I'm blanking now. Who's the other one?
0: Oh, I think I screwed up actually. It uh, shows you how much of a new I am. Mason Appleton was is the third
1: Mason, one. Mason oh how would I fit in? Mean, I said Otis
0: instead, so don't shoot me.
1: Russellwick, like, I think has been good all season. Appleton at times has been good this season and Harkins joining in, I mean that's that's just fun. That's just really fun. And if this is, if this is the trio that saves this god awful offense and, you know, gives Connor Hellebuck something to sort of attach to and pull into a playoff spot, I'm here for it.
0: Well, the funny thing to me is that tonight the Jets built a depth line out of three players for the same draft class. Yes. None of which were their first-round pick that year.
1: Who was their first-round pick that year? Uh, Kyle Connor. Come on. Oh, well, okay. Come on. See, look. Can you throw in Sammy EQ in there, and it's just, hey, that was a great year for the Jets to draft. If if you get if you get five NHL players out of a single draft, that's a pretty darn good draft.
0: Uh, I should I should clarify my earlier comments. Uh, they built a depth line out of three picks from the same draft class, none of which were their first pick of that year because my dumb self forgot that Roslevic was also a first-round pick. But Oh. Yeah, because it was Roslevic at 25, Harkins at 47, and Appleton at 168. Oh, geez.
1: Good for him. Good for him. always feel good when someone someone is drafted over, like, in the triple digits of a draft, and makes a professional, like an NHL, like a top-level top league career in whatever sport they play. Like, that's just feel good to me. You go, Mason.
0: But, yeah, big day for the Jets. We're recording this on a, on a Tuesday. But Speaking of the um, weekend,
1: yeah. any Letterkenny fans out there? Ah, oh, it's not even. This is not the weekend. It's Tuesday, but you won't get that because you don't watch Letter Kenny.
0: I feel like the only person who doesn't.
1: Well, it's not your humor. If I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Degenerate. It's it's too degenerate for you.
0: Too degenerate. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's too degenerate for you.
0: See, this is we're spiraling back into the pop culture podcast here.
1: Well, you know, we're we're tying it in.
0: Yeah, it's, at least this time it's like semi-hockey we, pop culture. So
1: yes, we're tying it in. It all makes sense, but we do have a lot to talk about in this episode. Um, yeah, overall, I mean, six goals is good. The Kings are not. And at times they look like the better team. And I don't want to always be the negative guy on this podcast because there were, there were like, there were about 10 minutes in the second period where the jets looked like, Oh, this is clearly the better team. And then there were about five minutes towards the end of the third period where the jets were clearly the better team. Other than that, I thought the Kings were at least in it and somewhat controlling play like the first period. I think the Kings controlled and honestly could have been up more than one.
0: Fair enough. It's a fair enough
1: take. So yes, I six, three, this is great. Um, I like the fact that our depth scoring is coming into play. I have no idea what's going on with that top six. But it's working. Um, and Scott Helwick looks good, I guess. But he, di- he didn't need to be great for them to get a win here. So all of that is positive. I just think if you're trying to make the playoffs, the Kings are a team that you should dominate
0: end-to-end. You the say entire- that, though? You say what? that, though? But honestly, the Kings aren't that bad. Like my hot take of the season is that Tom McClellan should be getting some serious uh, Jack Adams thoughts Hmm. because there's absolutely no way that this Kings team should be as competitive as they are. Are,
1: But are they, they've got 21 wins. The Jets have 10 more wins in there. How how competitive are the Kings?
0: Because they can't finish and they're being sunk by some awful goaltending. Well, that's fair. If you look at, fair. like, the team metrics, the Kings are actually, like, pretty decent. You know, which, which scares me when they start getting more talent in with all their prospects. And, you know, they start replacing the Mark Donks of the world with, like, you know, Gabe Velarde or whatever. Mark um, Donk. Is there an actual
1: hockey – I felt like at one point there was an actual hockey player named Mark Donk.
0: No, you're thinking of Radic Bonk, maybe.
1: Is that an actual player?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, Mark Donk is the Twitter meme of I know with, Mark, with the Penguins. Yeah,
1: Penguins. I know Mark Donk is the Twitter meme with the Penguins, but they, it's such a prevalent meme that I legitimately thought there might be a hockey player named Mark Donk in the Penguins organization. Like, this is such...
0: Oh. No, I wish. But I feel like that's more possible than a guy named Buzz Flibbit. So.
1: Martin Furk has no vowels, and that's an actual person.
0: That's that's also true. Side note. Somehow
1: Sam Steele isn't a superhero that we
0: know of. Side note. Um, the Penguins – speaking of that Twitter meme, the Penguins had uh, Malkin scratch tonight, and they had to put in uh, some guy named, I think, Brian Angelo. I think, that's, I think, that's, I think his first name is Brian. Last name Angelo, and he scored, and all of a sudden there are all these like Leafs and um, Penguins fans tweeting um, about Mark Donk oh my because God. he's basically that is, right that is a
1: Mark Donk moment. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: Okay, so do you remember like a few weeks ago we got a quote from uh, Paul Maurice, and he said something along the lines of. Oh, we we want to go a little bit more direct, but we still want to use our creativity or something. And we're like, what on earth does that actually mean, Paul? That's just noise. Noise. Yeah, I think I was still. I still think I was noise, but I could I could definitely see that idea in this game, if that makes sense. Like particularly with this twenty fifteen line is a fantastic example. Very almost like, very one direction or one route, um, go, you know, straight to the net and then do something interesting in that final 10 feet or something, I guess. And it worked, you know? Like, they were going to go straight through the neutral zone, maybe make a pass or two at the blue line, and then you know, do something maybe a little creative in front of the net, like, and get to the net. And I think we saw it with that 2015 line today, and on the, um, goal that I think it was Ellers and Shifley combined for?
0: Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the two-on-one in the third?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's Ellers assisted by Shifley.
1: Yeah, that was a good one. I liked that. Um... Does that make sense, or am I just spouting out noise and trying to make it make sense?
0: No, that makes sense. Here's something odd that I was thinking about, and I checked it out, was that... So, the Jets had six goals tonight. A defenseman did not assist on any of them until Blake Wheeler's empty netter, the second empty netter. Oh.
1: That is interesting.
0: Because... Um, Harkins' goal was Line A and Roslevic. Yep. Appleton's was Roslevic. Yep. Wheeler's was uh, Shifley and Eller's. Uh-huh. Then Eller's goal was Shifley and Wheeler, and then Line A from Connor and Kopp.
1: So, are you trying to connect this to the um, the the thing you've been saying all season, and that this offense needs more help from its defense?
0: Yes. Or that the offense should be taken out of the hands of the defense.
1: Uh, I'm like, but- I almost wonder if, like, if that's what happened here. So that um, two-on-one goal from Ellers—that started with Ellers in the defensive end, and then just d- didn't even bother with defensemen and just straight to the net, you know, end to end. You know blinked and you missed at tight play. I wonder if they're taking the defenseman out of the puck moving role
0: well that's i mean you can't do that like a hundred percent right
1: well no, but like we were saying like you were saying, the offense doesn't need to run through them right I wonder if
0: they're trying to take that out and to me, like you know a few of the goals tonight came off the rush. Uh, oh, absolutely! When your goals come off the rush, usually it's your forwards getting up. You know, and that's that's really taking the the game out of the hands of your defense.
1: And not not just um not just to contradict everything we just said, but Kulikov almost created a goal off the rush today.
0: Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I was. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, cool, a breaking light." <laughs> I checked the like, the number and the name. You see the like, seven. I was and like, was, "Oh, god, oh, no, 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 there's
1: no chance."
0: Bad about it, not happening, chief. No. <laughs> Very disappointing. I mean, he tried his best. It was it was a pretty decent attempt there. I will give him that. But it, it was. I mean, it was
1: it was better than I thought it was gonna go. But it. Absolutely did not challenge – who was at the other end? Jonathan Quick, was that?
0: No, Cal Peterson.
1: Okay. Absolutely did not challenge Peterson, who, by the way, looks better than Jonathan Quick. Um,
0: But, yeah. Sure, man. Have fun. So, honest question here. Is there anybody else on this Jets roster that you would rather – like you that you would rather have Kulikov take a breakaway than you know? Like is there anybody else Um did, like, they that...
1: be, did they have to be active tonight?
0: Yeah. We'll we'll play that. Yeah. Um My only uh, thought uh, was maybe either uh Bolu or uh Sviza active or or Bork. No, Sabiza is not See that would have been the easy answer.
1: Mm, You're proving my Tucker Pullman.
0: Even then, I don't know. I feel like Tucker Pullman might be a little better.
1: Uh, I kind of like the Bork answer, just because I mean, but the 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 thing with Bork is he's at least a forward, so I assume he has some hands ish. You know, more so than a stay-at-home defenseman would. Fair enough. Uh. And there's potatoes hurt, Saviza and potato. Those are the two actually. No, sweet potatoes not on the hurt, Saviza was hurt. Yeah, would Cibisa, be the two.
0: Cibisa. out. Yeah, he's not right. I guess, bowl you. No, that was just a fun question I thought of when I was thinking about uh, poor yeah, uh, Dmitry Kulikov going on a breakaway.
1: Yeah, who 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 would I rather not have? Rather how would it, who would I less rather have? Who would hmm the phrasing there is difficult. I do want to point out that Daily Face Up has on their top line Ellers, Shifley and Cop and not the line A Connor Wheeler line. Which is to me great but um do you have anything else from this game?
0: No cuz I want to leave I to leave some time here to talk about uh, our our new friend Dylan Demello. If that's Ayo. okay with you. Go for. It. I mean,
1: he you know a lot more about him than I do.
0: An actual
1: NHL defenseman.
0: This Dylan Demello. True. This is true. Yeah, so in case you missed it, the Jets have traded for defenseman Dylan DeMello from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a third-round pick. Dylan DeMello is, uh, like I said, a defenseman, 26 years old, and he's a right-handed defenseman. Now, I was wondering where they would put him. I don't know if they would immediately put him up on the top pairing with Morrissey, because it feels to me like that mm. pairing needs to shake up more than any of the others.
1: Right, and that's who are you going to trust to play 22 minutes a night, I guess?
0: Like, to me, I would probably trust Stamella a little more than Tucker Pullman, who is basically like up in the NHL for the first time, like you know, over the course of a full season. Right. You know, they're the same age, and you know, I'm just saying, there's a reason why demello has been in the league since like the second half of 2016 or the 2015 16, 2015
1: 16 season. Well, I guess my my question would be, how quickly can you get a guy? And I mean, I, I know it would be different if we were getting a guy that's a surefire top pairing defenseman but if you bring in a guy like Demello how quickly can you bring him into the team integrate him into the team and get some chemistry with the other defenseman to in, to you know put him in some minutes that are above 20 minutes in a game like can you immediately do that or is it
0: see I, i'm i'm getting what you're saying the problem is that That's one of those things you you actually have to know by playing the game. I have no clue.
1: Hmm. But. Because so much of this is knowing the people you play with. If you're putting him with, I guess if you want to put him with Morris, you would have to. Yeah.
0: I mean, I would do it right away, but I think he's also just your best right-handed option in the lineup, which is not saying anything at all. Well,
1: true. I mean, I wouldn't I would, I wouldn't argue that Pionk is better, but Pionk has a very specific skill set, and I don't know if you want that skill set. To, you know,
0: to me, Neil Pionk is strictly a, a power play quarterback.
1: Well, but I think, I think you need to give him some five-on-five five time.
0: Well, yes, obviously, but, like, he's just not
1: good. I guess, well, okay, what I said sounded dumb, but I guess what, you, what I'm saying is you can't have guys in the lineup that are just power play specialists or just penalty kills. Right. Players. They have to be able to contribute in some other ways at even strength.
0: Right. I'm just saying, you know, Pionk at 515 isn't great, but he's no ridiculous on the power play for whatever reason. But I'm using that to say that I don't think he's a good enough defenseman to be on the top pairing. Hmm. But uh, I like them bringing Dylan DeMello a lot. A third-rounder is like, whatever, take that. Yeah. And considering that the Capitals had to – Pay a second and a third for his former teammate Brendan Dillon earlier today, and the Blues acquired Marco Scandella for a second and a fourth. Yeah, I think the Jets did pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not mad at the price. I know some people are worried. Well, they've only got what four draft picks this summer, or something, five maybe.
0: Uh, I did. it I put out a tweet earlier. It's like their first, their second, and a fifth and a sixth.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as you've got, to me, as long as you've got your um, first and second and you still have, you know, a, a decent number of picks later on, like, I don't really care if you've got three sixths or a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh or whatever, like, sure, whatever. As long as you've got something there that's not, like, as long as you're not just picking in the first, thing. you know what I mean? Like. I, every team needs to have those picks, but I'm not too concerned about um, losing one of it like a third. It's not right, it's not game changing
0: right. And it still leaves the door open to another move, potentially. Pierre Lebrun said that the Jets may not be done. Uh, he thinks that they could add another defenseman, which I think would be a good mm. idea because you still have, you know, one semi-decent defenseman on the left side.
1: Right. that be interesting.
0: I don't really
1: know what the Jets are willing to give up for adding another, like who else would be available?
0: Well, I'm thinking the that they're probably out. done giving up picks from this year but they still have all of theirs from next year except for their seventh. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Plus they still have a good amount of cap space. I'm sorry. A lot of cap space. But so. Um,
1: what are some, what are the highlights of what, why do you like Dylan DeMello?
0: Well, I, I tweeted out some graphics and stuff earlier. He's got some nice fancy stats. And I like him a lot just because he's an actual NHL defenseman. Not a not a fringe third-pairing guy, but a, a guy who could legitimately play, like, you know, 20 minutes at night and not be completely caved in like most of the Jets' defensemen.
1: Is he going to stop the other team from shooting right in front of the Connor Hellebuck? That's the goal. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Oh, that's the idea with most defensemen, isn't it? It hasn't been working out so far. Um, okay. How are we doing on time?
0: We've got a few more minutes. A few more minutes? Do
1: you want to talk about the Flyers?
0: Yeah, we can talk about it briefly. I mean, the real question is if you want to talk about the Flyers. I want to talk about the Flyers. Then go talk about the Flyers. I'll talk about the Flyers. So,
1: we're going to skip over Thursday's game because, frankly, it's, we might mention it at the end, but it's the Ottawa Senators just win the game. I mean, what else are you going to say about that? It's just, it's, it's must win for the Jets, the Ottawa, the Kennedy oh, I can't speak, the Senators do not care. What are they going to do? Um, I I guess don't listen to anything Brady Kachuk says. Um, Did I get the right Kachuk? I think I got the right Kachuk. Yeah,
0: you got the right Kachuk.
1: Good. Um, So, yeah, whatever. Just take care of business. Win the game. Friday, or Saturday? Saturday, the Jets are on the road in Philadelphia. A Philadelphia Flyers team. That has to win every game because they're in the Metropolitan Division and everybody's good in the Metro. So here we are. Well, except for the
0: Devils, apparently.
1: Yeah, see the i the champion, there. New Jersey
0: Devils. Yeah, I was going to say that you, know, you guys don't even have a, a Red Wings to beat up on, but then I realize you guys have the Devils, which mm-hmm. is like an improvement, I guess, technically. But
1: they're, they're more, they're, they at least have NHL players on their team.
0: That's
1: fair. Um, Yeah, the Flyers, this is going to be a difficult game for the Jets. And I'm not just saying that as a Flyers fan. The Flyers have one of the best, if not the best, home records in hockey. Depending on how their game Thursday goes against the Blue Jackets, they could be a very, very hot hockey team coming into Saturday's game. And a team that, frankly, I mean – they have to win every game from here on out, and so do the Jets. So, I, I, you know, there are, they do have some holes. Like, for right now, I would say center depth isn't great. If they call up Morgan Frost, which I think is unlikely between now and Saturday, I think that fills in a gap a little bit. Nolan Patrick at some point returning will fill in that gap, but that's definitely not going to happen this week. Won't happen probably until May or not May March, at the earliest probably even later than that. If it happens, um, good defenseman. I think Provorov Niskanen has been a fantastic defensive pair. Sanheim Myers is becoming really really good. Hague and Braun are okay. Uh, Shane Gossespeare may step in, but Robert Hague, who has been the weak link weak link on defense for the last. Year and a half or so has played better recently, and Braun has been good five on five and excellent on the penalty kill.
0: Um, if I'm if I'm honest with you, I totally forgot about Justin Braun after he got traded from the Sharks. So,
1: but let be honest again, did you remember Justin
0: Braun when he was with the Sharks? There's a there's a tweet out there that's along the lines of like. Sharks fans, we love Justin Braun. He's played all these games and done all these things. Also, Sharks fans, literally do not know a single thing about (laughs) Justin Braun.
1: And I think the way Justin Braun plays, if you don't notice him, he's doing his job well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But this is where I'll throw in the classic, oh, well, this felt like a playoff game, right? Because you have... A team fighting for their playoff lives because everyone around them is good, and you have a team that's fighting for their playoff lives because everyone else kind of sucks, but they're trying to be a little less bad than the others
1: <laughs> feel, yeah, it's gonna have that um playoff game feel for sure I, I just this is kind of where we decide, okay. It's all of this talk about the Metropolitan being really good and the West being really bad. Is that act? Is that actually true, or is you know,
0: are different teams just beating up on each other because they play each other constantly? So, are you saying that if the Jets win, that they will prove that uh, East Coast bias? <laughs> no, well, I,
1: I never once said prove. I think. Maybe a, a better understanding. But also, I think that's going to be very tough. I least... I, I, I really don't want to go on a record and, and make any sort of prediction right here because it's going to bite me in the ass
0: either way. Listen, you just don't understand Western Conference hockey until you go 500 miles to play one team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. Sure. fact.
1: the flyers have the worst schedule in hockey
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: that is a fact they played the most games against rested they played the most tired games against rested opponents and the fewest rested games against tired
0: opponents i could feel the mental gymnastics there you could feel, okay, it's just math i know but it, like you're trying to get the words right
1: yeah <laughs> that's that's this podcast is me trying to explain the logic that's in my head and then trying to put that into words
0: isn't that like any podcast right
1: half the time
0: what? isn't that literally just what a podcast is?
1: yes but some people are a lot better at that than I am fair enough Uh, I mess it up like half the
0: time you want to throw out a prediction? Uh, not really. I'll, I'll at least throw this out here. Do you think that Carter Hart is going to start against Winnipeg?
1: Um, I think so. I think it's going to be Carter Hart. I think – because it's not a back-to-back – The Flyers played tonight, they played Carter Hart. They played Thursday on the road. I think that's probably also Carter Hart. Like, if I had to pick between Thursday's game on the road and Saturday's game at home, if one of those two has to be Carter Hart, I think it's going to be Saturday at home. Just because they tend to play him more at home. Yeah, but Thursday's game means a lot more. I'm going to say all three are Carter Hart. We are, well... Tonight's game already was Carter. I I would say I would because it's not a back to back. I would assume that it's Carter Hart because he's the 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 one. I don't think they're gonna. Well, they might put Brian Elliott in, but.
0: Well, I was only asking because I know that Carter Hart's like home and road splits are ridiculous. Like at home, he's just like a god, but at, on the road, he just like forgets how to hockey. So.
1: Um. Yes, that has been the case this season. I think the other part of it is that this team on the road has the team in front of them on the road has been worse significantly. So,
0: all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Unless you have any anything else you wanted to add.
1: Um, I do. Just real oh. quick. Okay. Congratulations to associate coach Jamie Compton on a thousand games coached in the NHL. If you're confused, he is a coach. Coach with the Jets. Um, and also happy 24th birthday to, um,
0: Nick Ellers. All right, that's a nice, touching note to end this on. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Grit for 60 Pod. Uh, Feel free to check out all of our other friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, You can find myself on Twitter at BeFerrell727. You can also find TC on Twitter and Instagram at TC underscore 904. And feel free to check out the at contact THPN page to see all the latest deals and such that you can take advantage of that benefit both you and the podcast. But, yeah, other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.